0: Hello there, friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. I'm Lisa Capala, and along with me today, I have an extra guest in the studio. Yay! COVID restrictions have been somewhat, what shall we say, unrestricted-esque? I don't know what word we'll want to use. We'll check with Mr. Fauci, I guess, in a couple <laughs> of days to see. But for right now, we're safe and sound here in beautiful downtown Wilmington, Massachusetts with my Sherpa guide and co-host Brad McKenna. Hey, Brad.
1: Hi, Lisa. How you doing?
0: I'm good. So you brought along with you Miss Ellen Boyle. She is the marketing librarian. Hello, Ellen.
2: Hi, Lisa. How Thanks are you? for coming. Yeah. I'm
0: good. I'm good. I appreciate you coming down to stay with us and visit with us and tell us all about what's going on at the library. So this podcast is generally related to technology, but we thought we might kind of spin it around a little bit and talk about how the library has changed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, Wilmington's library is turning 150. Doesn't look a day over (laughs) a (laughs) hundred I I know that's a sore spot in the town. Someday we'll get a new library, someday. But anyway, we're gonna talk a little bit about you know, how technology has changed and how actually the position that Ellen has probably never even existed back in the day when libraries began, you know, when I was a kid, in the like 12,000s, right? (laughs) Okay, so let's talk a little bit, Ellen, about what's going on at the library. I know there's a ton of stuff, so we'll sort of talk about that a little bit and then we'll backtrack to how you experienced the library as a kid and how you've seen changes.
2: Sure. So, as you said, our library is turning 150 this year, which is an incredible milestone. Sure. And we have a lot of programming to kind of wrap it all together. We have our community reads program, which is really uh, exciting. We are all going to read The Great Gatsby, and we encourage <gasps> all of our Wilmington residents to read it as well. Fun. And we have lots of programming uh, surrounding that. We have what I'm most excited for is our cocktail programming. Speakeasy cocktails. <laughs> oh. I don't know about you, but that is something that piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, events like how to do the Charleston. Um, we have just lots of events about kind of time in the 1920s wow. and about the history of the Great Gatsby and how it's kind of become a novel that still
0: stands today. Yes. So I actually um, watched the movie, Mm -hmm. both the new and the old, and then I read the book. I should have done it the other way. Big difference yeah. between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, I mean, duh, right? Usually that happens in the world of film and television, but very, very different. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad the library has opened itself up. And one of the things you said was cocktails. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know if our library is the only one that does it, but I do know there have been nighttime jazz concerts where mm-hmm. there's been, you know, people and alcohol and all that in a library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who would think? Yeah. Right. In a library. So that's a new kind of spin on it. How do you think the library has changed, though? Now, I'm going to guess, what are you, about 26 on a good day, maybe? I turned
2: 24 about three Yeah, Okay,
0: (laughs) Okay. it's very dark in here. Um, But, you know, the library, when you were coming up, what right. was it like for you? Because right. I'm going to tell you, it was very different for me, and probably very different for Brad too. Mm-hmm.
2: So the memories I have of the library, I was a big library kid when I was very young. I remember going to story times, uh-huh. going in and checking out my books in the in the children's department, everything like that. I loved it, but that's really all I knew about it, and I kind of stopped going. Probably when I was 10, right? you know, because I didn't think that there was much else to offer besides books. Right. Um, obviously, we, we know that that's not <laughs> true anymore. Right, right. Um, so and it kind of fell off when I was in high school, college, when I was moving around a lot of places. I never got settled at a library. I never really had a library card that I used frequently. But what I can see is that libraries are so much more accessible in terms of technology. Right. We have all of these resources that we can use um, from our homes that are that you use your library card for. Like we right. have our OverDrive, which is eBooks, and we have our Canopy, which is uh, movies, and we have all of these things that you can do from your home. And I think that's the most incredible thing about mm-hmm. libraries now.
0: Um, okay, so let me just jump right in there since you're the marketing librarian. Sure. I don't want to put you on the hot seat, but I'm sure it's pretty <laughs> warm over there where you're sitting. So... In the old days or a few years back, we didn't have at-home programming Mm -hmm, because, Brad, there was no technology with which to support that with except reading a book. Do you worry as a marketing librarian that having all these things at home is going to make the library somewhat obsolete for a place to go to?
2: Mm, Interesting. I don't think so. I think that with what you said is true, and I think a lot of people— fear it in terms of more technology will separate
0: the library. Right. Because why would I even come visit you? You're lovely and nice and all that. (laughs) Why would I make an effort to do that unless I had little kids and I was going for story time? Right. I think that
2: the opposite is going to happen. I think the integration of technology with libraries will make it
0: a much more substantial community hub. We've heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though, and yeah. that's good because obviously that keeps you working. Um, right. You know, uh, a marketing librarian. So I looked at, I've peeked at it before, but I looked at the staff directory, and there's all different kinds of mm-hmm. librarians. When I thought of the library growing up, there was like the head librarian, yes. mm-hmm. and then there was the research librarian, mm-hmm. and if you were really stuck, you could go to her or him, and they would help you. But now there are so many offshoots, which is probably necessary because right. Brad does the technology mm-hmm. piece, and I'm sure you know some of that. Mm-hmm. But there There's little overlap in your jobs. You do the marketing piece, so I'm sure you go to him and say, hey, let's promote some of your technology stuff. Absolutely. But there wouldn't have been a job for you Mm -hmm. if technology didn't make that necessary. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, because without the technology piece, you wouldn't be a marketing librarian, but without the library, there wouldn't be any library to market. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So how do you work around that, keeping the library relevant, and how do you use technology in the library Mm -hmm. to do that, to get the message out? How do you do it? I
2: think the biggest thing that I try to do is make a community feel, like I said before, because that's the biggest thing that I think technology can't take away from us. Oh, good point. It's just being able to interact with um fellow residents and patrons and all that stuff um and having have having families have kids that their kids can right uh, socialize with i think that's one of the greatest things about libraries and i think that um using our you know our social media network things like that will really help create that community
0: okay and brad from your point of view how was the technology piece or the library piece for you? I know you have hearing, yeah. should we say impairment? Yes okay I want to be careful about yeah, no, what okay. we call it these days right <laughs> so how have you seen the technology in the library be more open to folks who might have a different method of learning or might have challenges have you seen big change that way
1: so like the pandemic has everything it's changed libraries as everything else really? and so it's really made uh, it really made it more accessible and so you're talking about not wanting to come to the library right and there is a certain segment of the population who it's not a want it's a ability they can't come come to the library, whether it's a disability or they're in a different country or a different side of the country, this country. right? And so Zoom has really helped us. All of our programming is over Zoom nowadays. Um, and whenever we go back to holding in-person programming, there we're, we have um, a webcam that we're gonna stream events that people are coming to in the large conference room for those people who can't make it for a variety of reasons and so i think that i think i think alan's right i think it's really going to be a very big community center because that's one of the changes that uh the directors has made over over the years is like we don't have a huge library so you're not going to find every bestseller every classic we don't have the room
0: but you guys can get them
1: Right, yeah, absolutely. We can, mm. we can get them with more technology, right? The interlibrary right. loan. Mm, right. That is because of the move from physical card catalogs to the online catalog. Yes. We can connect multiple libraries and provide access to any book, and that allows us to focus more on programming and right. building those communities that, uh, that Ellen is fostering on social media right. to come in and to whenever, like I said, mm-hmm. whenever we get back to in-person events, they can come in and meet face-to-face, and it becomes like a physical and then a virtual uh, community.
0: Okay, f-
1: Both or one, depending on what your preference is.
0: Okay. Ellen, let me ask you. Do you feel that technology is going to make less foot traffic In your library. In other words, are we gonna someday see a library that's maybe just one room and somebody just comes in and you just tell them what you want and it spits it out on the computer? You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, What I like about libraries, what I've always liked about them, is they're usually nice. They're quiet. Mm-hmm. The decor is lovely. It's peaceful, <laughs> usually, unless you're there for kids' hour, right? <laughs> but usually most libraries have sections, and and I like the experience of physically going to the library, but it's right. not for everybody. Right. So you're in marketing. Your right. job is to make sure there's people in the building, but mm-hmm. not just that, that the services are being utilized. Mm-hmm. So what is the challenge for that, and do you worry that your marketing is going to be more— oriented towards outward focus than inward mm-hmm. focus? Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. great
2: question. Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that maybe people will not come into the library to pick up books because we have our um, services where you can call and you can reserve online your books. And right. I think that's, again, makes it more accessible to people who can't come in and browse every week to pick out their new books. They don't have the time to do that. So I think In one way, it will make people less likely to just come in and browse, but also that fostering the community will make the um, in-person events that much greater. So when Mm. people see our virtual events and maybe they are from other towns that they wouldn't have normally um, been exposed to Wilmington library programs, maybe someone from Bill Rucka sees it on their Facebook page and they're like, wow, like Wilmington is putting on these great events. Let me check out their website and go to their next event. So I think that it will, in the end, create more people coming in person, hmm. but maybe in a different way than we're Very used to. Very
0: interesting. You know, you make an interesting point, too, because I went to Shoshine Tech, but I'm from Tewksbury originally. And I think there was a sense, oh, you can only go to mm-hmm. your own town, Myrie. Mm-hmm. That's the way I was raised. I would never have thought of, oh, <laughs> yeah, to oh, no. You know, but now everybody's card is kind of valid all over the place, mm-hmm. which is maybe the good news and the bad news. Yeah, that's yeah. one of
2: the things that I didn't mention before that I learned when I started to work at a library because <laughs> it seems, I don't know if it's obvious to some people, but it wasn't obvious to me that we were in a consortium where right. you could use your library card at, what is it, 32 or something, other libraries? 30, something 36, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. And I, thought, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. So if totally. I need a book and my library doesn't have it, I can get it in a day or two from another library. Yeah. That's the coolest thing to me.
0: And I think, you know, hats off to Tina Stewart and Charlotte over there too, Charlotte Wood. Uh, you know, because I think libraries probably had to sit down as a group and say, hey, how are we going to stay relevant? Mm-hmm. Right, And that's probably why marketing librarians is even a job, why that's even a job. Mm-hmm. Because before, there was no marketing necessary. Yeah. you There was no way to get books unless you went and bought them. And <laughs> you would just go to the library. But yeah. now, I think libraries are expanding what they're capable of doing. Now, Brad, how long have you been the technology librarian over there? Seven years. Okay. Technology librarians existed before you started doing them?
1: Maybe a year or two. It's yeah. really t- like, like Ellen's position. Uh, Tina is really good at looking at the needs of the library and adjusting positions to fit. And so, a lot of libraries, even today in the consortium that we're in, has like a reference, the head of reference that has part time technology or part time marketing. Right. So, a lot of libraries aren't making that pivot. They will because it's needed. They're going to have to to yeah. survive, yeah. But they're new jobs.
0: Yeah, and also. I think sometimes folks think, oh, the technology library, and that's for like older folks who don't know how to turn on their Kindle or whatever. <laughs> but there's actually a lot more to it. Oh, yeah. So I know that you and I have talked about what your daily job yeah. is like. What's your daily job like yeah, over there? I, what do you do?
1: I've been a lot, so I've been busier through the pandemic than I have in the past years because we uh, we've rolled out three different applications, redesigning the website, um, all that kind of stuff. I so love the new look. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I just
0: looked at it yesterday and I went, oh. This is all new. It's so much more user-friendly. Yeah. It's, it's um, If you haven't looked at the website in a while, I, I suggest you take a peek at it. E- everything is less, I want to say, cluttered, maybe?
1: Yeah. So that's word. another thing. It's like my job is to stay on top of technology trends, because our first website was very centered in the middle of the page and stacked in more text than images. And so as part of the 150th, we're actually redesigning the page. Woo-hoo. So next month, it will look, it's not going to look, vastly different mm-hmm. because we redesigned four years ago and in that four years the web design trends haven't changed too much but we're tweaking it a bit right. and it's much more uh, much more image focused. Yeah, I want to say
0: cleaner yeah. looking. The yeah. look you when you look at the page now there are icons with little pictures mm-hmm. that kind of say technology click this books mm-hmm. click this I like that because it gives you a sense of how to navigate that mm-hmm. more quickly. Yeah, Everybody is so into get it done fast right? Yeah. We gotta get it done fast. Mm-hmm. So how does the technology librarian piece and the marketing librarian piece, how do those gel together? Mm -hmm. And what are meetings, let's tell everybody, what what are meetings like (laughs) at the good old Wilmington (laughs) Library?
2: (laughs) Um, I think largely I will kind of explore our audience and what things we are lacking in terms of promotion, and Brad will help me get there. Like when we're talking about um, our website, Brad will kind of put it Lay it all out and then say to me, is this user friendly? Is this, does this answer all the questions that our patrons will have and things like that? So that's kind of where Mm -hmm. the um, intersection is.
0: Okay. So it sounds like you might have an idea. I'd like to do X. Mm -hmm. And then each department from the library probably sits in and says, well, we can help you promote it like Brad might say, by launching an email to the entire world about (laughs) what we're doing. You know, so it sounds like you have the ideas and then you have to sort of figure out which department is going to do that. What I love about the Wilmington Library too is, and I'm sure other libraries do it too, um, everything (laughs) seems interconnected. So when you're doing The Great Gatsby, Mm -hmm. you've got... Great Gatsby technology stuff. You've mm-hmm. got events that you can come to library. You've got you can check out the book. I'm sure there must be a book club or discussion group. Oh, right? there's two. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, just about the Great
2: Gatsby. This just summer. Yep. two. <laughs> okay,
0: so I guess you sort of are the hub that yes. kind of makes it all come down. How do you decide yes. what's going to be the thing?
2: Oh, that, that's a great question because I don't know <laughs> yeah. usually until it happens, it kind of becomes obvious, and I try not to do sort of a rigid programming or promotion because sometimes you can't predict how right. things will, how people will react to certain programs, to certain campaigns. Right. So it's more of kind of seeing, okay, this program needs special attention because it's not getting the promotion we thought. Right. So it's kind of keeping an eye on everything all at once, which is kind of difficult. Yes. Um, but the, the rest of the staff has been really helpful in that. Like if the children's department needs more promotion, they'll let me know. And if there's an adult program that's happening that needs more attention, they'll let me know. And then I go in and And push it out to whether it's an email blast or a social media post
0: or anything like that. And I think you're going to find like Brad and I have found we're going to do a show very soon on ransomware. Yes. Right. Mm. And so this is kind of what happens. I'll be at my house and something will come on or I'll hear somebody say a word in technology that I don't understand. And I immediately (laughs) think I got to write this down for Brad and I. (laughs) So we thought about ransomware. And and unfortunately, the pipeline thing happened. And then right after that, three days later, two more horrifically bad ransomware things happened, And I'm sure there's plenty more. But my point is, sometimes when you open your focus up, it seems like all these things kind of trickle into it. And you just sort of get a sense, oh, this is the right direction we're going. Mm-hmm. So as much as the ransomware is bad for the world, it's better for me and Brad because now we have more to talk yeah. about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you might find that also that organically as you're thinking, hmm, you know, as you're standing in your Starbucks line or your Duncan's line and you're hearing somebody say, you know, I'd really like to know a little more about Truman Capote. Or, geez, I'd really like to know. Your ears must Mm -hmm. be yes. You're nodding. (laughs) Your ears must be perked up more Mm -hmm. to what folks are into. Yes,
2: and a lot of my job, just as Brad's, is to keep track of tech trends. Mine is to keep track of social media and marketing trends. Yes, some of my job is literally scrolling on Twitter. Don't tell (laughs) my boss that. But I have to keep track of what other people are interested in and make sure that our content relates to that.
0: Right, and you want to be forward thinking, but Mm -hmm. you also don't want to alienate some of your what would you call them consumers i mm-hmm. guess right you don't want to alienate anybody so it's got to be difficult to make it sort of user friendly across the board mm-hmm. you don't want to do all kids programming right but you don't want to do all adult programming either right. so how do you navigate that yeah i think and
2: that that's a challenge i think particularly with working in a library because our patrons are Ages zero to a hundred and four. Right. You know, <laughs> and right. we have the widest audience probably of most businesses ever. Right. Um, so that is definitely a challenge. Um, just the basics is making things available online,
0: right.
2: in in um, print, and also mm. saying things by word of mouth. Right. That's just the best way to make sure we nail every demographic is to just make sure it's accessible across the board.
0: Right, and you mentioned that you use Twitter. How vital do you feel technology is for you as a marketing professional? Whether you're marketing in library or something else, we're all sort of using the same types of things. You know, if you own a car wash, you're going to do marketing too. Mm -hmm. Whether you call it marketing or not, it's getting people Mm -hmm. to purchase or use your services. That's what marketing is. Getting things out there and making sure people do them and then getting feedback. Did you like that? Did you not? So how vital do you feel technology is to helping you? Because how would you do it otherwise? It's
2: it's (laughs) 110% necessary because... We, it's really the methods of communication, the digital forms of communication through social media, through emails, that we get a lot of our um, patronage. Because right. our, our email newsletter is one of the biggest things that we get um, get clicks on and get people to register for programs. And if we didn't have that, then right. what would we, we'd have to have people come in Organically and, sure. and sign up on a piece of paper. Sure, it's there'd just be not effective. There'd be it's these things, things
0: called posters, right? <laughs> that, that we used to have, and you know, uh, people would read those. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you know, this town is interesting too because we have our town crier. We have mm-hmm. a, you know, we have a newspaper still, and and I don't want to say it too loud, but that kind of media might be dying. You know, uh, newspapers might be dying out a little bit. But it's nice in this town because we have the social media piece, but we also have the newspaper, too. But bigger job for you, Ellen, Mm -hmm. because now you've got the paper Facebook, Twitter, I'm mm-hmm. sure you do Instagram too, mm-hmm, right? Of yes. Are you guys doing TikTok as well? Oh, absolutely. I'm <laughs> oh on TikTok at right. Wom Library. Oh my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's just me <laughs> yeah. making TikToks. That's okay. <laughs> so it seems like you have to know all the platforms. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. So – did you know you were going to be a
2: marketing librarian? Oh, that's a great question yeah. because I didn't know I was going to be a marketing librarian until I uh, got offered the job. So okay. <laughs> okay. even then I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to do this.
0: Yeah. And it, I, I'm sure it's a position that many people probably don't know even don't exists. Exist. Yeah, you know, I, know I mean, as soon as I heard it, I went, oh, of course you would need that. Right, mm-hmm. But when it I think obvious. when I think librarian, I think traditional Card Mm -hmm. catalog, I still think that way. Card catalog (laughs) sitting behind a desk looking up stuff for me. But it's much, much, much bigger than that. Yes, absolutely. And Brad, I'm sure, helps you with the technology piece because without Brad Mm -hmm. helping, you wouldn't be able to do all that stuff.
1: There's a lot. We rely on technology so much. And like Ellen was saying, there's every different kind of demographic you can think of. And so, like, some people will read email. Some people don't have email. Right. Some people are just on social media. And so her job is to really cast the widest net possible. Right. And, and that's uh, social media down to, like, flyers in the library. right? So it's it's any kind of technology. And, of course, with the flyers, there's printers. Printers, like, the if nothing else, printers would keep me in a job. They're yes, just paying. Yes. <laughs> and,
0: and I'm sure there are meetings where you, you an idea was presented, yeah. and each department probably says how they can get on board with that. But the technology piece, Brad, has got to be huge for that.
1: Yeah, especially now, right? It's, it's Everything is kind of focused on it. There's different ways, but it does link it. And like uh, like Ellen was saying earlier, it's like you used to sign up like with a pinball on a clipboard or something. Now sure. we have technology to sign up, and it makes it so much easier because you can communicate with those people who sign up. They don't have to come into the library to sign up. Right. You can follow up with those people who sign up. You can give them uh, handouts if you need to. So it's ev- so many different parts of the library touch technology.
0: Okay. Do you think people are more comfortable with that concept now than they were? You've been doing what you're doing for seven years, yeah. longer than that. But as a job, yeah. for seven years, do you find people are more comfortable with embracing it, or are they still kind of digging in their heels a little
1: bit? You still have a lot of people that dig in their heels, yeah. and the most common reason I get is privacy concerns, and because anytime you're putting your data out online, it's vulnerable, right? Um, even if it's in an intranet, which means that it's not available to like Google search engines, it's can it's behind a firewall, Uh, some people just don't want to do it. Some people have a flip phone because they don't want to use a smartphone. I had somebody come in uh, last week with a TomTom GPS. I'm like, why do you have that? She's like, I don't have a smartphone. Right. And it's so like, it's really interesting for me to see the different patrons and how they engage with technology. Um, And and you have, it's all over the place, which is is interesting. And Mm -hmm. it does... um, it does steer my research because if people, um, we we bought uh, VR headsets last year. That's virtual that did, reality yes. VR. Yep. Mm-hmm. That didn't because of the pandemic. It didn't work, and so like right. I knew that there's plenty for me to learn on VR and, and AR and all the other Rs. Um, but the patrons don't want it right now, mm-hmm. and so I really have to focus my studies on what people are using mm. technologically.
0: What did your friends think, Ellen, when you told them you were going to be a marketing <laughs> librarian? What's your degree in?
2: That's interesting. So, my um, bachelor's degree is in television production. Ooh, I well, know. welcome so here to we WCTV. Are at WCTV. I love coming <laughs> yeah? in and, and doing stuff with WCTV because of that. Uh, then, my master's degree is in higher education. Okay. And I graduated May 2020, peak, peak pandemic, <laughs> right, right? when every college was on a hiring freeze. Right. But because I worked with um, marketing communications in my undergrad, and I did that also through grad school. I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Right. But my idea at the time was to do it for a university. Right. Um, but I couldn't get hired at one. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up at the library, which honestly, library school, second best yes. thing. And I've loved it. And I've rediscovered my love for libraries Good. because of my job. So and we're I'm very, very, very glad
0: here. that they didn't have room for you because we <laughs> get to have you now, right? <laughs> but I'm sure you didn't think marketing librarian thought. did Never you thought. even know that was a job did not think it yeah, was a job at interesting all. and when you told everybody this is what you're going to do with mm. your life what did your friends and family say
2: they said that's perfect for you
1: <laughs> good
0: yes. i'm so
2: glad yeah and they said i that's exactly where you should be I was like, nice well, look at
0: that nice yeah what do you think um is the biggest misconception about libraries right now i'll give that to both of you i'll have ellen answer it mm-hmm.
2: first i think that people think they're obsolete and that's yeah. just probably the opposite of what is actually true. I think the more technology that gets developed, the more libraries incorporate them, the more relevant they become.
0: I think people just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I think they have somewhat maybe forgotten. Um, You know, I know the libraries have tickets to stuff that you can get and books, but I think sometimes people aren't aware of the broad reachingness which is where your job job. comes in, (laughs) to make sure that they do know that. But I think um, people just, oh, you know, I can just... You know, it's sort of the issue we have here with programming. People will film stuff on their phone, Mm -hmm. right, because they can. Well, people might just read books on their Kindles because they can. So I don't know that that makes the library obsolete or more, you know, less of a thought. But I think the drive is going to be for you to push them towards check the library first and then do that other stuff.
2: Right. That's, I think, a lot of our – a lot of things we have is – like our library of things, where we have things like we have a Chromebook and we have right. hotspots and we have um, cameras. Like, those are things that we want you to try before right. you buy them. And that's, right. that's, that's,
0: that's, Ooh, that's thing. a very good point. Right. Because <laughs> so, where do you get to do that? Right. You know, Best Buy. Well, yep. No more, right? You can't even. And even then, do they really even let you try stuff, Brad? Right. Well,
1: uh, the thing is, you can try things at the store you're going to buy them, but you really don't get the uh, the feel for it, how you're going to use it, how it's going to work for you. you Because dude standing right there and he wants to sell you something.
0: Right, right. And I'm I'm sure most of the salesmen are honest, but you know sometimes they are going to drive you towards a higher price point. Maybe, maybe not. We don't want to get letters. Maybe, maybe (laughs) not. But at least from your point of view, it's more objective. I want to say and you can have different brands when you show yeah. people stuff you have the plethora of yeah. things not just what the particular store yeah it's carries. challenging
1: cuz the first thing the first thing in the library of things was predates me is we had uh, nooks we had nooks before Barnes & Noble was like, yeah, we're done with that. And so it's interesting because we don't want to be uh, one uh, too loyal to one company in, right. at the disservice of the patron because they, it may not fit them. But e-readers especially, it's like you, got, you get Kindles. You have the Paperwhite and you can the Fire. That's really it. You can use your iPad for, like what well, I was saying earlier, Overdrive is e-books. You mm-hmm. can download the app. Um, but you, there's not a lot of competition with it. And so it's always struggling to kind of explain the concept and also tell why we're, we only have Amazon things to, right, sh- to right, check out. Right. Just to make sure that people understand that it's ebooks are not Amazon. They're they're just Amazon is just one way to read the <laughs> e-books. <laughs> not laughing, yet, anyway. <laughs> I'm laughing
0: because that's how I perceive things. This right. is why Brad and I do this show. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, it's like you call a copy machine a mimeograph or you call oh, a... Yeah. Um, you know, it's that's not – I'm trying to think of what – I know you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's, you it's call an eponym, right? So yes. Xerox. It yes, was, that's what Xerox, I mean. You call yeah. it a Xerox, but it's yeah. not a Xerox. It's a copy. Coffee, yeah. But that's where your mind goes. Yeah. And so maybe we need to help folks be more diverse too. What's available? And I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's
1: hard, though, because sometimes the only only affordable option is the big one. And you really can't. Like like Amazon, you just keep keep coming back to it. Amazon has so much of Google, too, right? So, like, we have Chromebooks because we want to make sure that it's such a different operating system than Windows or Mac that people don't want to just jump in and not know what they're doing. So we buy them and allow people to, like, take it home for a week and find if it is worth, worth them. Work, right. works out for them. Right. <laughs> Budgeting, though. Yeah, it's tough because technology is expensive and so we usually don't get the, the latest and greatest. We'll wait. Um, and we'll just, we usually like to introduce people to technologies, um, which I, th- uh, I think is definitely a misconception with libraries because I've been, like I said, I've been there seven years and I, I still think the biggest misconception is that we are irrelevant because of Google. But, like, we do more than that. Like, right. There, there are, all of our databases that we subscribe to are behind what they call a paywall. So Google can't get to that information, and so you can Google it, but we can give you information that Google can't. Ooh! Uh, and then to take it to take it that step farther is like introducing people to technologies. Right. Is like that's not something that you
0: can Google. <laughs> right, right. So, it's a hands-on thing, right. which is why you have a job. Yes. Also, <laughs> all right. Shall we do our food for thought? Yeah. Okay, hang on. Here we go. And now it's time for your technology tidbit. Food for thought. All right,
1: so the internet came to the Wilmington Library in 1994, which actually predates the World Wide Web because that was uh, hey, in 1996. No. And so the internet looked a lot different in 94. It was all text. Was right. no, there was no mouse. So navigation was through keyboard shortcuts. Cool. So it's, it's, we've come a long way since well, look 94. Look at
0: that, huh? <laughs> Does the library do push notifications, Ellen? Like, do you text a group of people telling them, hey, come to the Great Gatsby events? Do you mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff?
2: Not, do, not what you're talking about. You're going to be think.
0: doing it after I leave. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. love this. Uh, I was just wondering, because um, I know you do emails, but what right. other methods do you use to cast your wide net that Brad was talking about?
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. We do, yeah, the social media is the biggest thing, the email newsletter is a big thing. Um, we do. Submit to the newspaper, so that right. is another way we do a print brochure. Right, so we get the people who don't uh, are on computers who don't have email.
0: Yes, um, I like both. I like yeah. to mm-hmm. hold something in my hand, but I also like to be able to see it on the screen. Yeah, and so like I'm a that's person why we who likes offer both. both because yeah, because we, I like to write on stuff and mm-hmm, mark stuff. Yeah. up. but I also would like to have it available to me to see mm-hmm. if, if I wanted to do that mm-hmm. too okay yeah. well we'll have much. to see what comes up i mean back, you know yeah. in that's the future the push notifications Because yeah.
1: so that's usually by the app so we do mvlc pushes out you can choose a hold notification through text so they mm-hmm. can get those kind of push notifications but if we're looking for i wonder if content constant contact has some kind of push notification it might yeah. be like an add on or something. That's yeah. good. You're getting us thinking, Lisa. You're I'm so us excited. Thinking. <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: So, when you develop it, yeah. name it. They, something there we go, cool, the and then push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then come and visit me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know people could. Uh, I was thinking it might be a little bit of a pain in the neck, sort of, because I hate push notifications. I don't use yeah. them. But um, if I were waiting for a book and I wanted to know, hey, now there are three copies available, mm-hmm. it might kind of be nice if my phone told me that.
1: We're, we're yeah, playing with the with the pandemic and curbside p- delivery and all that. We've played with texting options, um, and it's still something we're trying to figure out because mm. we do have a li- we have a line that you can text, right. Um, but right now it's really only been used for, for I'm here, I want to pick up my book. I don't right. feel like talking on the phone. Right. But it is a unexplored avenue because it's not. I'm not sure how uh, how well, to I use mean, like, it. You
0: know, T.J. Maxx lets me know mm-hmm. new bathing suits have come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So you know, if you had something generic that kind of just said, hey, this is the new thing. She's writing it down, my friends. Oh, this is so exciting. Mm. But I just thought, you know, if you're really into the library, if you give that information already anyway when you're signing up for your card, you probably do to Mm -hmm. some degree. Why not? You can Mm. opt in or opt out, right? right? Just write stop if you don't want them. Right? You taught me that, Brad, (laughs) right? All right. Well, thank you, Ellen, so much for being with us and happy birthday to our (laughs) 150-year-old library. Anything final you'd like to share with folks or tell them how they can get in touch with you
2: uh sure so my email super easy marketing at wilm library.org cool so easy um so you can email me if you have any ideas like Lisa just gave me an idea for marketing if you have I don't any even ideas, know if it'll work but
0: I just I just got to thinking like the great Gatsby thing you know um, you right. could send hey tonight's the night that we're doing you know the Cocktails on the lawn or whatever it is Mm. you guys are doing. All right. And Brad, what shall we tell folks about our lovely companion page?
1: Yeah, so if you go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, it'll have a list of all of the previous episodes on the left and the current episode uh, on the main part of the page. And then at the bottom, it'll have a contact form. So if you have any suggestions about future topics or comments about old ones, please let us know.
0: Yeah, there's some cool stuff on there, too. And if you look back at some of our older episodes, the first season was uh, kind of nuts and bolts type of stuff. So, you know, if you need some vocabulary refresher or you're looking to buy something, there's some really good information in the first season. Second season, I think, was more kind of people-oriented. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of um, friends from the town that you can see how they interacted with technology. I believe Charlotte is even Mm -hmm. in that pile of folks that came (laughs) to visit us. And now we're just sort of moving forward with whatever happens in yeah. the world because yeah. it seems like we've kind of graduated to the next level, yes. you know. So thank you so much for being with us. Uh, the next show we're going to do is with uh, yeah, the so Towns John IT guy. On, yeah, John, right?
1: and I the ty- town IT, which makes my life so yeah. much easier now that I actually have a, a group to, to fall back on if yes. I run into something. But he's going to talk about he's going to talk about ransomware with yes, us. Yes,
0: and we've had Ken Lord, who is mm-hmm. the high school IT guy, but. Um, This guy we're having is uh, the whole town. The whole town. And we're going to talk about ransomware. What it is, how it works, I don't know does this affect regular people or just big businesses?
1: It can. So if you have that pop-up like Microsoft needs you to call this number type thing, you can lock lock your computer. That's technically, anytime anytime you have to give money to someone, that is ransomware. So that's the term ransom. I'm I'm Mm -hmm.
0: clenching my fist. You're being held hostage (laughs) by the technology gurus. Not a good thing. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Bridging the Digital Divide. And we'll be with you against you.